The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. Here's the news. During the peak summer travel season this year, many popular tourist destinations in China have experienced overwhelming crowds, making it challenging for tourists to secure tickets. Given these circumstances, cultural venues in many places have recently announced. Extended opening hours, allowing people to explore during the evening hours. For instance, the Shanxi History Museum has extended its opening hours to 8 p.m. every Sunday since mid-July, while the Beijing-based National Museum of Classic Books. Has decided to stay open until 8 p.m. from July 18th to August 27th, featuring a range of nighttime activities. In ancient China, a tradition of night tours, entertainment, and banquets thrived. When night fell, people would engage in activities. Such as reciting poems, appreciating the moon's beauty, and engaging in tea-fueled conversations, the Tang West Market Museum in Xi'an integrates these cultural elements into the activities, so that children can fully immerse themselves in the nocturnal experiences. Of ancient civilizations, which have been welcomed by both parents and children, it is a private on-site museum in northwest China's Shanxi Province, featuring the culture of the Silk Road. Cui Yan, a professor engaged in cultural tourism research. At Xi'an University of Science and Technology, said the temperature is more comfortable when traveling at night during the scorching summer, and the extended opening hours of cultural venues have provided more choices for locals as well as tourists to enjoy the night. To meet people's growing demand for night travel, China has vigorously developed a night culture and night tourism economy in recent years, with some places winning fame for night fairs and performances. Even at 10:30 p.m. Subways in many cities remain bustling with people, and the night fairs continue to buzz with diners. According to Tsui, nighttime cultural excursions 
have changed the conventional tourism model of traveling during the day and sleeping at night, infusing vitality into people's nightlife. This is Special English. China's Village Super League, or Sun Chao in Chinese, has initiated a national football tournament in Rongjiang County in southwest China's Guizhou Province. According to the Rongjiang Organizing Committee, as of July 20th, nearly 800 teams applied for the tournament and 297 confirmed their participation. Among them, 30 teams have been selected to feature in the first season of the tournament, which will run until October 28th. The committee added that the tournament will go on with its second season, the third, and so on with the number of teams to be decided in the coming years. First gaining attention as a soccer game among different villages in Rongjiang County, in Qiandongnan Miao and Dong Autonomous Prefecture, the Village Super League started on May 13th and concluded on July 29th receiving more than 30 billion clicks during the whole competition. It was hosted by local Rongjiang villagers, with 20 teams all comprising amateurs from local villages. The down-to-earth nature of Sun Chao even attracted former England football star Michael Owen, who sent his congratulations via an online video. County Chief Shu Bo said earlier that Rongjiang would host a national football competition after the Sun Chao season. Shu said people not only in Rongjiang but in different parts of China want to experience competitions among teams from different parts of the nation, adding that such an event is also a good way to boost the love for football across the country. Wu Mingfei, a spectator from Rongjiang, said that during the national tournament, the spectators can not only enjoy the football matches, but also various specialties and cultures from across the nation. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. Located in Yading Village in southwest China's Sichuan province, 
the Shambhala Cultural Museum is set to become the world's highest altitude cultural museum. Wang Guiqian, the project manager of China Construction 8th Engineering Division, said that the museum is expected to meet the public by late September and will stand as a landmark for the area. Set at an altitude of approximately 3,900 meters, the museum is poised to surpass the Shizang Intangible Cultural Heritage Museum in southwest China's Shizang Autonomous Region by 150 meters to become the world's highest cultural museum once completed. Construction of the museum commenced on April 25th and is scheduled to be complete in a mere 150 days. Comprising three floors, the museum will stand at a total height of 17.4 meters with a total floor space of some 3,000 square meters. The construction team has confronted many challenges during this limited time. For example, it is operating at high altitudes, so rigorous health checks, daily health monitoring, and ample altitude sickness medication for workers are quite essential. Besides this, the museum is located in the national level Yading Nature Reserve, so forest fire prevention is of paramount importance in safety management. Stringent fire source management and on-site protective measures need to be strictly enforced during construction. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. The Chinese government has publicized a three-year action plan to strengthen the nation's county-level commerce system further. In an effort to promote the integrated development of urban and rural areas and rejuvenate the nation's rural regions. The plan includes the creation of 500 front-runner counties by 2025, which will have county-level logistics distribution centers, convenience stores, and rural commerce centers, such as large and medium-sized supermarkets and farm produce markets. The plan seeks to continue opening two-way circulation channels for industrial products dispatched to the countryside 
and agricultural products bound for cities increase farming incomes and upgrade farmers' consumption trends and help meet the rural population's life and production needs. The plan was raised in the context of the nation's efforts to accelerate its addressing of underdeveloped commercial facilities in rural regions, improve the county-township-village logistics distribution system, guide commerce and logistics companies to transform and upgrade, as well as promote the high-quality development of commerce in counties. More than 20 specific tasks in seven areas have been identified in the implementation of the action plan. They include the extension of services at top shopping malls and markets for towns and villages, the renovation of shopping centers and markets, the new construction or upgrading of logistics distribution centers, the nurturing of local farm produce e-commerce brands, and also an increase in the capacity of cold chain logistics for farm produce. According to the plan, starting this year, a list of front-runner countries will be identified on a yearly basis following recommendations from provincial authorities. This is Special English. South China's Hainan province is drawing families and students seeking a summer escape with Hainan's three major airports, namely the Haiko Meilan International Airport, the Senya Phoenix International Airport, and the Qionghai Boao Airport, stepping up services to cater to the influx of travelers. Amid sweltering temperatures in Beijing, families are flocking to Hainan to enjoy water sports and a change of scenery. To accommodate the surge of travelers, the three airports have introduced various measures. The Haiko Meilan International Airport has initiated dedicated check-in services for students who took the National College entrance exam in June, providing exclusive counters and personalized assistance. The Senya Phoenix International Airport also offers exclusive services for students who appeared in the National College 
and high school entrance exams. These services enable students to reserve seats in advance and experience priority check-in upon arrival. According to the latest data from Hainan Airport Group, the three major airports are projected to manage 50,000 flights and some 7.5 million passenger trips during the summer travel rush. This signifies a 9% increase in flights and an 8% rise in passenger throughput compared to the same period in 2019. In the first half of this year, Haiko Meilan introduced 203 routes, including 188 domestic ones. The airport intends to expand its offerings further, including plans to introduce routes to Jakarta, Seoul, Moscow, and Jeddah. The Senya Phoenix International Airport has resumed regular direct flights from Hong Kong and launched the first international regular passenger route between Senya and Seoul. Additionally, an international route between Sanya and Jakarta, Indonesia, commenced operations on July 21st. Zhang Hao, Deputy Director of the Sanya Tourism Promotion Board, noted a 77% year-on-year growth in South Korean tourists visiting Sanya from January to May. The new route between Sanya and Seoul is anticipated to further boost the inbound tourism from South Korea. According to the Sanya Phoenix International Airport, these newly resumed and introduced routes are set to elevate Senya's international profile and facilitate business exchanges and global tourism, playing a pivotal role in advancing Senya Airport's stature as an international aviation gateway. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. A nearly 500-year-old stele of a famous general in the Ming Dynasty has been found during a Great Wall Repair project in North China's Hebei province. Erected in 1569, the white marble stele measures 78 centimeters high, 48 centimeters wide, and 20 centimeters thick. It notes that 10 civil 
and military officials led by Qi Ji Guang, a renowned military general, supervised the construction of defensive structures at a section of the Great Wall. According to local cultural relics protection authorities, the stele was unearthed in Luanping County, while the Wudaoliang section of the Great Wall was being repaired. Its external appearance remains intact, displaying clear inscriptions and retaining a well-preserved condition. The inscribed content on the stele includes details about the completion date, the names, hometowns, posts, and responsibilities of the officials engaged in the supervision and construction of the Great Wall. Gao Yang, the curator of the Luanping County Museum, said that the content of the inscription closely matches historical records. It provides evidence for the study of the Great Wall built during the Ming Dynasty, holding significant cultural and historical research value. The dynasty spanned from 1368 to 1644. This is Special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. During the peak summer travel season this year, many popular tourist destinations in China have experienced overwhelming crowds, making it challenging for tourists to secure tickets. Given these circumstances, cultural venues in many places have recently announced extended opening hours, allowing people to explore during the evening hours. For instance, the Shanxi History Museum has extended its opening hours to 8 p.m. every Sunday since mid-July, while the Beijing-based National Museum of Classic Books has decided to stay open until 8 p.m. from July 18th to August 27th featuring a range of nighttime activities. In ancient China, a tradition of night tours, entertainment, and banquets thrived. When night fell, people would engage in activities such as reciting poems, appreciating the moon's beauty, and engaging in tea-fueled conversations. The Tang West Market Museum in Xi'an integrates these cultural elements into activities so that children can fully immerse themselves into the nocturnal experiences of ancient civilizations, which have been welcomed by both parents and children. It's a private on-site museum in northwest China's Shanxi province, featuring the culture of the Silk Road. Cui Yen, a professor engaged in cultural tourism research at Xi'an University of Science and Technology, said the temperature is more comfortable when traveling at night during the scorching summer, and the extended opening hours of cultural venues have provided more choices for locals as well as tourists to enjoy the night. To meet people's growing demand for night travel, China has vigorously developed a night culture and night tourism economy in recent years, with some places winning fame for night fairs and performances. Even at 10.30 p.m., subways in many cities remain bustling with people, and the night fairs continue to buzz with diners. 
According to Tsui, nighttime cultural excursions have changed the conventional tourism model of travel during the day and sleeping at night, infusing vitality into people's nightlife. This is the end of today's program. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing, and I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. Thank you.